Welcome back to Toro Cigar Lounge Podcast, everybody. My name is Mike Glover, your host, a.k.a. 757 Cigar Mike. You're going to want to stay tuned for this one. It's an exciting show, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we're talking about guns, knives, and wives. What? Stay tuned. <laughs> you fucked me up. <laughs> I think we'll just keep going with that. In a world desperate to separate us by our differences, there's still a place where you can go where all are welcome. The Cigar Lounge. Welcome to the Toro Cigar Lounge Podcast. And we're back. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Mike Glover, a.k.a. 757 Cigar Mike, and today I am smoking the Viva La Vida. Love this stick. Love it. Absolutely go-to stick for me. Jake, what are you smoking today? I'm actually going to smoke a Banff. Try something new, right? I met these guys at PCA. Ish was awesome. Blast. Fun guy. Uh, so this is the cigar they did with uh, Cigars for Warriors. And it's called Some Gave All. And uh, I'm going to cap this cigar now, now Bamp, like a man. Bamp, Bamp is short for what? Badass motherfucking cigars. Badass motherfucking cigars. So the only way I think to actually do this is use a knife, do it like a man, cap the cigar. There we go. While he's working on that, Ken, what are you smoking? I'm smoking a Founders Dual Wrap. Imagine that. Yeah, it's my go-to. I smoke these most of the time on this uh, podcast here because I enjoy this cigar. It's a great cigar. It's it's my handout. If because I I have quite a, a few of them. If someone needs a cigar, I hand them this and I say, "Look, tell me what you think." They always love it. It's a fantastic cigar. Founders Dual Wrap. Beautiful, beautiful. So today's topic. Guns, knives, and wives. We're going to get right into it. So as most of you know already, we are a veteran-owned company, and we are actively involved in the veteran community. Uh, I, myself, am a military veteran, 10 years, United States Navy. I am also a former law enforcement with uh, Navy Law Enforcement, Military Police, and Chesapeake Sheriff's Office here in Virginia. That has tased quite a few people. I've never tased anybody. That's a false falsehood. <laughs> But Ken might be the first. Ken might be the first. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it, man. Do it. That's Okay, a, if we can a, get 100 comments on here, <laughs> I will bring the taser in for Mike to taste Ken on a podcast. 100 comments. You heard it here first. Ken gets tased. <laughs> Sounds like a YouTube challenge to me. YouTube challenge. So uh, Jake's a veteran. Jake, Jake, yep. where Navy you, veteran. You served Radio in the Navy? Man. Yep, yep, back in the 90s. And then you were a first responder also? First responder and uh, paramedic for many, many years. Uh, Ken is not a veteran, but he is from a veteran family. And I'm he puts brat. up with us well. You're a Navy brat. Navy? No, man, I'm an Army brat. I ain't no Navy brat. I didn't know that. I think we're going to have to reassess our relationship. <laughs> so I will say this. haven't smoked, a, never smoked this cigar from Banff. Right off the bat. Great draw, easy to light. Okay, I think, no complaints so far. I think the cut had something to do with that. You know, I mean, when you're using a giant knife to cut a cigar, it just looks cool. <laughs> That's a very manly thing to do. And, and when you do it in the lounge, you get great looks because people just don't expect it. Oh well, I mean, God. how many looks are you looking for in the lounge with a bunch of uh, middle-aged dudes? Well, I always like, <laughs> like, I like letting them know that, hey, leave me alone. See, that's what that is. That's You take the knife out. 
You do the cigar, mm-hmm. and that's a hey, leave me alone. I want to be left alone and smoke my cigar. In that's peace. a good signal. When now, you wait. got a big knife now, sitting in your lap, I'm going to call Jake out here. Ken, have you ever seen Jake walk into a cigar lounge and ever want to be left alone? He is the most social butterfly I've ever fucking met in a cigar lounge. <laughs> it's social. only in cigar lounges that I'll talk to people. <laughs> now, Jake has more connections than anybody I've ever known. He's Mr. Charisma. He's his ability yeah. to meet people, he just, just to talk to people that he's never met in his life is 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 unparalleled in my experience. Jake has an ability to connect with people immediately. So I blame that on my grandfather. So my grandfather, when I started my own business 25 years ago, he told me one day. I went to him and said, Grandpa, I need help. I want to start a business. And he goes, I'm not going to give you any money. I said, great. I don't want any money. I want to, you know, I want to know what do I need to know to be successful. And he goes, it's easy. I said, okay. He goes, there's two rules. I said, okay. He goes, treat everybody how you want to be treated. Pretty simple, right? Done. We don't got to get along politically. We don't got to get along religiously. We can just treat each other as human beings and be, be civil. And he goes, it's not what you know. It's who you know. Absolutely. And I took it to heart. And I've made sure that I have had a journey of meeting people that I am still to this day shocked that I've sat at tables with some people. Well, you have been the avenue uh, to a lot of our relationships in the cigar business. I mean, without you, we would not be where we are right now. Oh, you would too. Well, I mean, it would be a different path, though. It would be a different path. You would still be sitting here in your chair smoking a cigar. Mm -hmm. With a beautiful woman probably over there in the third chair, maybe. Probably. Somebody definitely better rack than me. (laughs) Don't talk about my wife like that on on podcasting. (laughs) I I have to get you. Knives. Let's start with knives. Let's start with knives. What's the purpose of carrying a knife? Well, obviously, it's a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool, right? Just like other some people are. You know, you want to show some people in your pocket like a tool, a knife's a tool. A knife is a tool. And so what are we carrying every day? So let's... uh, as we talk about guns and knives, and this is our man show, what, number two man show? Uh, some, two something number like two, that. Number two or number three man show. Um, we're talking guns, knives, and wives. So uh, my first, the first part of my everyday carry is just a small little pocket knife. It's a little folder. Jacks out like this right here. Just a utility, just a tool. I use it to open boxes mostly, cigar boxes, packing, stuff like that here in the shop. Unbelievable how much I use this tool every single day. Sure. Yep. It's invaluable as a tool. See, this is this is mine. This is my little pocket knife. Yep. I always keep a small knife in a pocket. And it's just a little itty bitty lock blade. It's probably the smallest knife here by far. I mean, I bet you that, that blade couldn't be an inch couldn't be two inches long. No. You know. Inch but and it's half, inch and a half, but it's the perfect again, open boxes, small stuff, you know. You don't always need a machete to do the job. Ken is very familiar with the length inch and a half. Uh, my my personal pocket knife is on my keychain, so it is even smaller than that. I'm not going to break it out right now, but uh, we have to I zoom in it. so you can see it. <laughs> I use it all the time, and you know, ever since I started carrying a pocket knife on my keychain, I realized how much I use it. Probably I whip I whip it out every day. <laughs> You well, whips it out every well, day. You heard it here first, guys. He whips it out every day. His inch and a half. You heard it here first. So, but with a pocket knife like that, you know, most of us also carry a secondary knife. I carry a secondary knife in my everyday carry bag. And go ahead. I I like Stroop knives. Veteran owned, made in America, out of North Carolina. 
makes really cool stuff. So this is his new. Uh, these are limited edition Bravo Four from the So Seal Team for so for Tyler Gray's character, and uh, so this was the knife that I got from Chris. It's a great knife, sturdy. I could use it outdoors for survival. Just great utility knife all around. Big one for me. It fits my hand. Uh, most of them don't. So, you know, I wanted to carry a good quality knife in my kit. There's a good quality knife. Uh, so I also carry in my backpack a Stroop knife as well. This knife, fixed blade. Um, it's it's Stroop. What was the model? On this that one? is a uh, GP3. A GP3. I'm guessing that means general purpose. Three. These, these knives are great utility knives. They're great hunting and camping knives to have on your side they come with these great little kydex sheaths you wear on your belt um if you're if you're out in the wilderness and you need some type of utility cut down trees branches uh or even at this point with a fixed blade like this you could even even go self-defense if you had to right with something like this so it's a it's a great little uh utility knife and i was actually gifted this by jake himself he gifted me this troop knife which is a heck of a gift because Stroop knives ain't cheap. Yeah, that's for sure. I you got... get what you pay for, though. Let's just say that. You, you get, get what, what you, you pay, pay for. for. When it comes to knives. When it comes to anything. Anything. But with knives, guns, and wives, you get what you pay for. <laughs> 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 so this is not a knife I carry. This is actually one we are going to give away. This is also a Stroop knife, even though this is not an infomercial for, for their, their company. We, we appreciate their company. But we have, uh, this is a GP1, and it has not been used. I'm just uh, showing it here. You probably can't even really see it too much. It's got a, it's got a belt uh, clip-on uh, belt sheath, and uh, it's a general-purpose type of knife, but it's the sort of thing you would want to take camping. It's the sort of thing that's going to last a generation or two, something you can hand down to your kid or your grandkid or whatever, and it's still going to be functional and useful. And you can show them how to use it, how to be safe, yep. uh, all those sorts of things. So we are actually going to do, um, starting this week, uh, so pay attention to our social media. As you guys know, we love our five packs here at Toro Cigar Company, right? And we try to do uh, nice little giveaways uh, every couple of weeks when we can. And we're actually going to give that knife away to anybody who buys a five pack of cigars. One entry for every five pack you buy over a two-week period. And what we're going to do is, for every cigar that's sold, we're going to donate a dollar to Stogies for Servicemen. Veterans Day is on the horizon, ladies and gentlemen. And Stogies for Servicemen, if you don't know Sean at Stogies for Servicemen, get to know him on social media. Follow them. He's a great guy. We're actually going to have him on our Instagram Live this Tuesday, which would have mean last Tuesday for you guys as you're seeing this. But uh, he's put a call out for help during this time of year. The holidays are approaching. He needs cash donations, cigar donations. So we're going to do our best to help him out. We're going to give this knife away as as a random drawing. Any five-pack you buy, it's one entry for every five-pack that you buy. So you buy multiple five-packs, you get multiple entries. This What's the uh, retail value on this? The MSRP on this is $259.99. So it it ain't... It ain't cheap. This is a real. This is you know, a real deal, that, guys. What, what Mike's saying is, if you buy a five pack, one dollar for every cigar. So that's every. That's five dollars of every five pack goes to Stogies for servicemen. That's correct. 
and we, you know we're going to help Sean out as much as we can. He needs it's going to be a cash donation from us instead of cigars because he also needs to ship cigars out, right? It, it's a there's a cost associated with that. So we want to help him out as much as we can, and this is our way of helping him out. And that Stroop knife is a great value, and it's going to be a phenomenal prize. Um, in addition to, we'll probably throw in a Toro cigar cutter and lighter. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let this be the carrot. Everybody needs a good reason to buy cigars. If you want to justify this in any way, in your own mind or whatever, this is a fantastic freaking reason to buy cigars. So if you want to load up, whether you're, you're shopping for, for presents or whatnot, now is the time. Get yourself involved in this. You get yourself potentially something for yourself. It's a great reason to buy cigars. Let's, let's, let's make another clarification. When we say five-pack, it's also sample packs. Yes. By five-packs, we mean sample packs. Or sample five packs. packs or five-packs of an individual stick. We're not fussy. Correct. Absolutely. Uh, all right. And the holidays are approaching. So if you don't know already, also one last plug for Toro Cigar Company since it's our fucking podcast. Um, gift cards are now available on the website. A lot of F-bombs today, there yeah. is. I, have I been drinking? It's going to be in the 18-plus category. <laughs> well, it's already in the 18-plus category, so fuck them. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I got mine in. Gift cards are now available on the website. So if you want to send your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, son, daughter, uh, something for you for the holidays, send them the link to the gift card. They can choose the amount. Uh, we have a variety of amounts from 25, 50, 75, 100, 150, 200, and $250 gift cards available. You can email it directly to the recipient. You can email it to yourself and print it out and, and put it in an envelope and give it to them for Christmas. There's lots of ways that you can show your favorite cigar lover some love over the holidays coming up. So send that to your wives and beg them <laughs> to give you good cigars for the holidays. Don't let them choose your cigars and just have to smoke cigars yeah. that you're not happy yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so we know you know we know most of us carry knives in, yep. our, in our daily kit. What else do we carry? Well I carry a gun every day. All the time? Every time I leave the house. I think yesterday was the first time I left the house and didn't carry and it's because I was going to NASA Langley and they probably would frown on that at the security checkpoint where they wanted me. Well I don't know. You should have found out. We could have filmed that. That'd have been a great cut scene for this show. <laughs> yeah, me in handcuffs in the, in the back of, of Langley, what not to do of NASA's security police division. So. No, yeah. So uh, I carry every day. I think Jake carries every day, and Ken is still trying to earn his man card, so he does not carry a weapon every day. I pick. I carry pocket sand. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So come guns. and try it, baby. Come and try it. Guns. What guns should you carry? Well, you know, that's a funny. I, I get asked that a lot. Like a lot of times on a, her, somebody be like, "Oh, I'm looking for my first carry," or "Hey, I'm looking for a gun. What should I buy?" And the the reality is is buy what you like. You right. First of all, I mean, go buy a reputable brand. Don't buy. Don't go buy a two hundred dollar gun thinking it's going to work every time. Go buy something that's worthwhile. Right. And buy something that's comfortable and that fits you. Right, like what fits these guys doesn't fit well everybody. It, everybody, you know, the same gun isn't always going to fit. So if you're going to carry a firearm, get one that fits you. The second one, this is my pet peeve, and I this state drives me nuts for this one. Go learn how to shoot it before you carry it. <laughs> Just because you sat in a three hour class 
and got told about firearms insurance and what not to do does not mean you know how to use that gun. You are right. not John fucking Wick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so on on a couple of occasions that I've learned to, to, to shoot guns, I, I, I get that uh, little lesson there because I, I had a little small, it was designed for concealed carry, it was a tiny little uh, 9mm, and that was the mangler. And every time the action moved, it would just... Right, Shop your hand. Your hand. Yeah, your slide bite. And that's not that's not what you want to carry. You want to carry something that fits your hand a little better. If you got tiny hands, maybe that's your perfect gun. For me, it wasn't. I I picked up the Desert Eagle. I was like, this feels this feels nice. You know, I mean, it, I need two hands to bring it up to uh, aim it, but you know. Yeah, and, and and depending on what time of year it is, well, you know, for me, varies what I carry. Absolutely. In the summer, I carry a smaller gun that's easier to conceal. Once the weather gets chill, cooler like it is here now, and I can start wearing flannels and eventually hoodies or light jackets, I can carry something bigger. So the ver- very first gun that I ever bought personally for myself, um, when I was with the Chesapeake Sheriff's Office Auxiliary, we had to buy our own firearm, right? And they were fine with just about anything you wanted to carry, but it had to be a Glock, right? So I bought a Glock 17. I think it was... It's a Gen 1 because it was in 1993 or 1994 um, when I bought that weapon. And that's what I carried on my duty uh, duty weapon. And it's also what I carried off-duty because uh, we were allowed to carry off-duty as well. We were badged, um, credentialed law enforcement officers. Yep. And it was great at the time. But uh, that's a pretty big sidearm. Right. The Glock 17 9mm is a fairly large sidearm. It was pancake uh, outside the waistband holster, uh, about three or three thirty or four o'clock on my on my hip, but I had to wear large flannel shirts or jackets or sweatshirts to cover it, um, or button down shirts that were untucked that would keep it concealed. Right. Um, and again, you know, I could still put that thing on my hip right now and walk out as long as I'm wearing the proper clothing. If you're going to carry concealed, though. Make sure you're carrying concealed. The point of carrying concealed is not to announce to the world that you're going to carry. If you want to do that, just open fucking carry. And, and by the by, all means, if you want to open carry, I love you guys that do it because if anything ever happens, you're the first target. <laughs> the rest of us that are concealing carry that people think are average citizens, average citizens, and aren't a threat, we're going to be the ones that'll still be there. But all you jackasses that open carry walking around walmart because you have the right to do it understand all you're doing is putting a target on your back to the bad guys right absolutely and i thank you for it because then we'll know who the bad guys are right and don't worry i carry an edc med kit with me and i'll patch you up after right (laughs) right and let's see i also carry an edc med kit it's in the trunk of my car it's not in my backpack my backpack's pretty full right now but i do have a tourniquet kit in my we should get you oh. one of these. So this is my this is my backpack med kit by my medic. Okay. So I've got the I've got the giant version in my car, but this one's with me all the time, and it is got stuff falling out of it because I actually shoved some extra stuff in it that I like. But it is your full little tourniquet, gloves, scissors, you know, everything you would need to save a life if you needed it. Plus, I keep in some some of these. These are my favorite, one of my favorite things that they've come out with in the last probably 10 years. They're called Z-Zips, and they're basically quick stitches. Yep. Mm. You know? But 
my thing is if you're going to carry a gun, you should at least carry a tourniquet on you. I carry a little med kit. That's nice. But, again, to each their own. But, you know, I know a lot of guys that conceal carry, and most of them always have a tourniquet or two on them. And the reason why is, guys, because, you know, there there's carrying a gun concealed or even open carry, that's a tremendous amount of responsibility, right? And if you're involved in an incident, um, no one wants to kill anybody. That's not why we carry. We carry to defend ourselves, our loved ones, or someone else who might be in an imminent dangerous situation. Um, That doesn't mean we're trying to kill whoever's trying to hurt or do harm to somebody else. As long as the threat is disabled, it's your responsibility to try to save that life as well. It is. You know, it's a moral responsibility as well as a legal obligation. So keep that in mind. If you're going to carry um, these uh, little tourniquet kits, uh, stop the bleed kits are are great things to have. And take a stop the bleed class too, by the way. If you haven't already, you probably need to. It's not that expensive to do. They're fairly... um, uh, Some of the best ones out there are actually by Dark Angel Medical. They actually do really good live courses, and they've got some good online courses. There you go. But if you're going to carry a firearm, carry a kit. I'll, I'll tell you this. The gear that's in here is almost 100% which came in it. I yep. didn't swap out a whole lot of stuff. Um, But you'd be surprised how many times I've actually used one of my two IFAC kits. You know, I mean, I used one at my daughter's softball game the other day. Huh. My because when they play softball, I pull my big one out of the car and throw it in the wagon and take it down to the field. And one of the kids got hurt and they needed something, and they're, everyone's panicking trying to figure it out. And I'm just like, here, they're all looking at me like I'm crazy with this kid all the time until we needed it. Until you, you know, it. and now people are like, oh, he's the guy that always has the medical kit. So you went from the crazy guy that had it to the useful guy that had it because you <laughs> finally needed it. Yep, you know. Well, but, I, that's that's important. Like for a man show, <clears throat> is one what's some one of the most manly things you can do is to take responsibility, and so when you carry, you're you're taking responsibility for your fellow fellow citizen m- right. many times. Yes. You're taking responsibility for yourself for your family. Taking responsibility is one of the manliest things that a person can do. Absolutely, Ken. That's a, yeah, that's and a great point. And yeah, I mean, learning how to save a life because what the thing is is in most. And most of the shooting things, situations that have been on the news in the last two years, most of those people didn't die immediately from a gunshot. They died from lack of medical treatment, being able to get to them fast enough. Right. So you understanding just how to use a tourniquet, how to use quick clock gauze, how to, how to pack a wound, what should be done, what shouldn't be done, that right there is going to save more lives than anything else. Right. Quick response. Quick response. And look, know how to use it. Don't just buy it and throw it in your bag and go, hey, I got it. Hey, that's great. It's not going to do you any good if you don't know how to use it. You know. You use it improperly, you're going to kill them quicker. Right. And like, so like, b- both of my daughters actually, that are 10 and 12, know how to put tourniquets on. They can put a ta- cat tourniquet on an adult. You know, 20 bucks on Amazon, you buy a cat tourniquet trainer. Yep. And teach them how to <clears> do it the right way. And, you know, it's not hard. I mean, YouTube video, trainer tourniquet. With or without a partner, doesn't matter. I'm going to sell you this. Learn and learn how to put a tourniquet on yourself. On like, I'm right-handed. Take a tourniquet in your left hand and put one on your left, your right arm. Yep. 
you're going to find out real quick how little dexterity you have, and it's only going to get worse if there's trauma. And, 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 And adrenaline. And adrenaline. Learn how to use them. You know, again, like Mike said, I carry a gun. I hope I never have to shoot anybody. At the same time, I'm also in today's world not willing to put my family at that risk without having one. Exactly. So my Glock 17 was a previous carry. I still have it. It's sitting in my safe at home beside my nightstand. But my everyday carry now is a SIG, SIG Sawyer uh, P365. And I actually have it. I'm going to show it to you real quick. You just got that because the cool kids carry the SIG. The gun is safe, by the way. If you're, if you're wondering, this is actually empty. I emptied it myself. I verified it empty. And Jake has verified it empty. So we're not uh, playing with loaded firearms on this podcast. We're just, it's here to show. But this is a very, I'm trying to get a good shot of it. It's a very small, very small profile weapon. Very, very easy to conceal. I carry appendix carry here. It's it's extremely hard to print this weapon on, on any inside the waistband carry. And it's a great little gun. I actually have pretty monster hands, uh, very much like Jake does, and so I had I got the extended magazine, so it's got a full grip on it, and all of my fingers uh, align on the grip very well. So this has been a great purchase for me. I'm very happy with this weapon as an everyday carry. That is actually during the summer months until I can put flannels back on, which it's flannel season, baby. I'm excited. <laughs> My checkbook is not going to be as excited with dicks and flannels, but I'm excited. <laughs> That's actually my everyday carry for six months of the year here in Virginia. The other six months of the year, it, it varies. Uh, it's either usually a Glock 19X, right? Because I'm big enough to hide one, I might as well. Or I just got my new concealed carry. Well, let's see Which it. is going to be fun, but I bought a, a bad holster for it, so I'm having to wait for the actual holster being custom made. So, we got. I got to conceal carry. Yes, you heard that right. To conceal carry, I'm going to conceal carry a Colt Python, which it's clear. You can probably look through there and see my face on the other side of the circle. There's no 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 rounds in it. This is my new conceal carry for the winter season. It is heavy as can be, so we're going to see how that works out. But uh, I thought it was really cool. I love a wheel gun. Cool thing about wheel guns is they don't jam, right? Um, and it's a you know three fifty seven Magnum, which just is really fun to shoot. And even though it's a large round, because the weight of the gun and Mike can contest to this, because the weight of the gun, it actually has less recoil and is actually easier to shoot than a polymer gun that shoots the same caliber. So, yeah, so that's, and it just looks pretty. It's gorgeous. You know. Walnut handles. Walnut handles like they used to, you know, just, and it's, it's a, but it's a big gun. I would not recommend this gun for most people to try to carry concealed. Agreed. Unless you're Sasquatch. Unless you're a Sasquatch. <laughs> and that's where we get to wives. See, I'm blessed that my wife nah, we're not, lets me buy those guns. We're not going to wives yet. Let's <laughs> talk to Ken about his concealed carry and why he doesn't carry yet. We're working with Ken. I thought we touched on this before. If we you... touched on that with knives. Okay. Well, I live in a safe neighborhood. I live in a safe town. And I appreciate the fact that I live in a safe neighborhood and a safe town. 
and I don't feel a need in this area uh, to to conceal carry. Uh, I'm wide open to it. I probably will in the future. It looks like you know as we look at the you know six o'clock news, you see, <laughs> you see the world is not a friendly place. There's a lot of people out there who don't like us, and you know you got Hamas yelling yes, uh, death to America. I take them at their word, and they ain't, they ain't across the ocean. They're here. They're here, and so in the future, I probably will conceal carry. I probably will uh, purchase a few guns. I have a few in mind, but I just haven't felt the need, so I don't do it right now. Okay, what do you have in mind? I'm just curious. I'm excited for you that you're thinking about it. So what what do you well, have in mind? I want to jump to that Hamas comment. My statement to that is, let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to do this shit, let's do it while I'm still young enough so my kids can live in peace. <laughs> well, so for, for um, home defense... Uh, the the shotgun is probably the way to go. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. If you get a pump action shotgun, everybody knows what the sound of that is. That's a warning sound to anybody in your house when you hear you 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 put a round in the chamber. Uh, something bad's coming your way. So that's time to get 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 out of the house before anything bad happens. Scariest sound in the world if you're on the other end of it. Yeah. Right. Every American knows that sound. Of a pump action shotgun. And I will agree with you, Ken. I believe every family should have, for home defense, a pump action shotgun. Yep. There's not a better gun, in my opinion. Now, I know there's guys out there that will tear me apart for this, and I will take it and debate it with you all day long. There is not a better gun for home defense than a pump shotgun full of buckshot. No, I don't think you're going to get a lot of flack on that. I no. think there are some guys that, that are rifle fiends and, and, right. and are very skilled and have trained uh, personally on, on and home defense I'm, I'm with a rifle. I'm them out. I'm saying, yeah. That's what I'm saying, the average person. Because when yeah. your adrenaline's rocking and you're trying to fire at somebody, the last thing you need to do is try to aim down a barrel and, and hit your target. Right. Cool thing about a shotgun, aim down the hallway and learn how to do sheetrock repair when you're done. Right. That's point, right. Point so, and shoot. So when I learned how to shoot a shotgun, uh, had a, um, a special forces guy who uh, we were out there shooting skeet, and he hit uh, ten out of ten skeet um, off his hip. He said, "You don't, you, you don't, uh, you don't really aim this gun. You just kind of feel it." And he showed me how to do it, and then I hit three out of ten. I thought I was a champion, and I mean, every time one of the <laughs> one of those clay pigeons exploded, uh, I felt like a champion. So. Uh, have a, a decent sense of how to work the thing, and um, it, it seems like the the perfect item. But beside that, if I was going to have like a handgun or something like that, I would want something with a little bit of power. I live in a brick house; it ain't going too far outside my house. So I like I love the Desert Eagle. I got to shoot that a few times. It's a little on the pricey side. It's a little above the, the big Eagle. side. It's a little hard to conceal. Yeah, I'm not worried about conceal. I want you're about home defense, right? I want the gold one, so it, it gleams <laughs> in the you know any sort of light that's there. Someone's going to see there is a gun in this situation, and then uh, also the judge is actually uh, a great gun that uh, I had a, a chance to shoot. Great gun. I, I you know uh, I don't think Taurus does a whole lot of great stuff, but when it comes to the judge, I think the judge is one of the most underrated firearms on the market that can do a lot of jobs, you know, because it can shoot a 410 shotgun shell, you could use it the same way you do a pump shotgun 
for home defense with 410 rounds. Yeah. You know, it's great. Like when we lived in South Dakota, actually, I had one. I carried it every day in my pocket. Yeah, I know. In my pocket. You guys can all, whatever. It's cold up there. My pocket was actually. Yeah. My pocket was actually usually a hoodie or a jacket, you know, big winter coat that I could throw it in. Um, Because even up there in the summers, it wasn't when the snakes were still out in the fall and the spring, it was cold enough you needed something like that. And I carried it with pheasant shot for snakes. Because I don't know if any of you guys have ever tried to shoot rattlesnakes with a 9mm. It doesn't work out like you think it is. It's not the movies. Um, And having that spread makes a huge difference. Jake just likes the python. So he he gets to go around saying he carries two pythons in his pants now. (laughs) Yeah. That's my big python at four and a half inches. We won't talk about the little python. (laughs) (laughs) So what about concealed carry, Ken? Have you thought about that? Those are great home defense weapons, by the way. What about concealed carry? Have you been thinking about along those lines yet or no? Maybe convince my wife to carry a Derringer in her purse or something. Uh, (laughs) Hey, you know, you you, you laugh, but I mean, you've seen it at the house. North American Rescue's little folding uh, 22 Magnum revolver. It fits in your pocket, looks like you're carrying a pocket knife, and it's good up to seven meters. And that's good enough for almost every, I mean, if you're shooting over that, you've got a, there's a problem. Let's just start with that. You could have probably gotten yourself out of the situation if your situational awareness would have been good enough to pay attention, you know. And that's that's something else too. Let's since we're talking about guns and let's knives, do, and yeah, everything. please let's do that. Situational awareness. The number one way not to get shot. You ready? Is don't be there, you know. And in today's world, how many times have you guys been out and you see people walking through parking lots staring at their phone? They're oblivious to everything around them. Pay attention. Like, you don't want to be put in that position. It's easy. Yeah. Don't allow yourself to be put in that position. You know, pay attention to what's going on around you. Pay attention when you're walking through Walmart or Target or the mall or whatever grocery store you shop at. Pay attention. If stuff starts looking wrong or you start getting a bad gut feeling about something, chances are it's probably right. Remove yourself out of the equation. Know where the exits are, wherever you are. Know where the exits are. Get yourself out of the equation. You can always grocery shop later. There's no reason to do that. And it's, you know, or if you're in a situation in a mall, a Walmart, a Target, and there's a shooting, get yourself out of the situation. Use a back exit. I don't care if it says fire alarm on it. Kick the damn door. Walk out it like you own it, you know. But the easiest thing is not to be there. It's, you know, I don't carry a gun to run into that. I carry a gun to keep my friends and my family safe to get them out. You know, it's not my job to try to solve that problem. It's my job to keep my friends and family safe. Yep, absolutely. I think we, at some point, we have to touch on wives. I mean, we. No, that's next. Okay. We're going there. Okay, well, we're at 35 minutes or so. <sighs> so you're, you're just worried about the memory card you forgot to change out before we started. <laughs> exactly. So now, he's now he's sweating it. <laughs> oh, before, oh, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Now he's like, hey, guys, we got to hurry this up. <laughs> So, but no, but that's but that's the thing is it's not there to run in. Right. That's not the intention. It's there to get out. It's there to get out. So speaking of wives, I'll start the I'll start the ball rolling with wives. I was very pleasantly surprised recently when I applied for my concealed carry permit. Um and my wife immediately perked up and said, I wanted I want one too. So heck yeah, let's go. So you know, 
went and I didn't have to take the class. I'd already, you know, with my background uh, in military law enforcement and uh, Chesapeake Sheriff's Office, I simply had to apply and prove, provide some documentation for that. And it went through. I didn't need to take a concealed carry class. But my wife, my daughter, and my brother-in-law actually were all like, sign me up. And, and our good friend Kathy brought, signed me up. And they all went and I signed up and paid for it just to go through it with them. Make sure they were getting good information too, by the way, because it's not always the case in some of those classes. But uh, very pleasantly surprised. She is very interested um, in she's applied for her permit now. She's just waiting for it to come back. Yep. My wife actually doesn't have one here in Virginia. She carried, she carried all the time in South Dakota. But here we just haven't, she just hasn't taken the class. And actually her and my neighbor's wife are actually scheduled to go take the class. But my wife, when I met her, she, you know, she was a country girl. She, she shot a little bit, but she started shooting a whole bunch. And she's actually a very good shot. Uh, my 10-year-old daughter likes to rub it in that she's actually a better shot than my wife. <laughs> um, I will say my 10-year-old daughter has ha- probably had some of the best training on the planet, though, because of people I know, people I've done business with, that have taught my 10- and 12-year-old both how to shoot. Um, they've actually both learned how to shoot from retired 20-plus-year Navy SEALs. So my 10-year-old my actually clears houses with Nerf guns because we also made a rule in our house a long time ago, guns aren't toys. Right. So we don't allow Nerf guns. They, they, they have them, but they can only shoot targets with them. They don't get to have Nerf fights. Guns aren't toys. We don't see them that way. Um, I know there's a lot of people that would debate that with me, but I think that's one of the problems that we have is that we've made guns toys. Yeah. So, you know, much like uh, the way I think of a, of a firearm when I carry it, and I think this is probably the best way to think about it is like my pocket knife. It is a tool. It is nothing more than that. And once you put yourself in that mindset, the nervousness of carrying a weapon kind of goes away. You know, it's not, you don't have to, you just have to think of it like a tool. And if it used properly and handled properly, that's all it is, is a tool. Yep. Um, what about your wife, Ken? Oh, well, she's just, she has a fair amount. She has a fair amount of gun experience. We had a good friend who uh, introduced her and her sisters to some weapons, uh, including the judge, the, um, and and they all enjoyed shooting the, the the large caliber guns and some of the smaller caliber ones. But um, for the most part, they're they're comfortable with it, but they don't they don't carry them around. I don't. I, I remember. I think I remember when you guys went to the range that day, and you came back and said you were impressed with how excited Marianne was to actually shoot those weapons. I don't remember that personally, but uh, I'll take your word for it. No, I, I remember that. She had a good time. I know she had a good time. There's lots of pictures of uh, her handling a, a gun on on her own Facebook page. So uh, she she had a good time with it. And um, she doesn't. she's not necessarily so comfortable with it that she wants it around the house all the time. And that's one of the reasons I, that I don't have one at the moment. It's because... She's not perfectly comfortable with it, but yeah. that, that's not the that's not the standard. I right. mean, the responsibility is on me, and if someone breaks in the house, I have to go face them. So whether she's comfortable or not, I'd prefer to have a gun. <laughs> you know, here's the thing: so somebody breaks in your house and uses a firearm. Me and Mike have talked about this many times. You're going to jail. They're confiscating the gun. You're going to go to jail. The process all starts. You're probably going to get off. It's not the end of the world, but it's going to be stressful. That's why. I have a gun on my nightstand, but 
I think it would be much scarier for the receiver. I also have a tomahawk in my knife stand. <laughs> and I'm coming at him with the tomahawk because nobody is going to be ready for my large ass coming down the stairs as fast as I can with a tomahawk in the middle of the night. That's probably way scarier than me with a gun. Jake's going to be leaping off the top stair with a tomahawk cocked and ready as he <laughs> flies down the stairwell. But I also figured that'd be a much better story for the police officer when they get there. Right. What happened? This guy broke in his house. Okay, where'd all the blood come from? Tomahawk. They're going to be like, what the hell did you just do? I don't even know how to deal with you. Go away. <laughs> so well, there's a, like a meme out there that says, oh, you value your, your stuff more than you value a, you know, the, the human life or whatever. Well, apparently anybody who's breaking into your house is valuing your stuff more than their own life. In my opinion, that's, that's my take on it. Here's mine. Do you want to steal my stuff? I could care less. Take I really it. could care less. Take it's it. stuff. I'll buy more. Yep. I got my wife and kid there. Yep. Now you come in my house with a gun, you're, choosing to come in there to cause problems any weapon any weapon you're choosing to come cause problems that was your decision yep you forced my hand into my decision yeah and recently we saw our own ally israel invaded and uh that that same scenario wouldn't play out the same way in the u.s not to bring politics into this or anything but if 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 someone invades the u.s they're facing a different sort of population than they are any place else on the planet. Except I will give Israel this. The minute it happened, they sent up the flare. They brought in 320,000 reservists from the population. Because in Israel, everybody has to serve. Everybody's a veteran. When Everybody's a veteran. When they get out, everybody gets to keep their firearms. So when that happened, they actually raised the flag and... Hundreds of thousands of people stood up. The problem is the reason you would never see a mass... One, my belief is the reason you never see a mass invasion into the U.S. Like, you did in, like you're seeing currently in Israel is that where, how are they going to get on the soil? What, you're going to go through California with all the gangs? You not think all those gangs are going to join forces all of a sudden? It's going to be the one time in the world where gangs of all sides... Unite. Unite with hillbillies... And it's going to be game on everywhere. You're going to have hillbilly gang and gangs running around, and it's going to be crazy. You know, high five in each other. High five in each other. It's everyone's going to be getting along because they have a common target, you know. But that's the thing. But like, but the reality is, is with the world getting crazier, you have to be ready to. I'm not saying that you have to be ready to cause damage to somebody. But you need to be aware of what the world is. Stay aware of your surroundings. Be situational. Or get your damn head out of your screen. And learn how to save some lives at least. At yeah. least that way if something does happen around you, you're not sitting there, as my dad used to say, with your thumb up your ass, wishing you could do something. Now, I know that um, the crazies, our wives, and they had a uh, situational awareness class before they all went on their trip to Paris. I gave it to them. Did you, yeah, you guided that class, yeah. right? Yeah, I led that class for them on, you know, it's an informal class, obviously. And You who, left out the part where they'd get attacked by rats at night in the streets of Paris. But beside <laughs> that, fortunately, no one had a gun to pick them off right there on the on You know, the that's the one thing I didn't think of in preparing for that <laughs> class was the size of rats that are, that are the size of cats in, in America. They that survived. Are, that are running all over the streets in Paris, freaking my wife out. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you this real quick. Banff, 
you did a phenomenal job on this cigar. This cigar burned great, didn't have a single issue, tasted amazing. What a wonderful, wonderful cigar to sit and smoke from a veteran-owned company while we're talking about man stuff. Yep. Veteran-owned company, for sure. Well, so... Uh, what else? What about what else about wives? We want to cover real quick. We got about five more minutes. Well, five more minutes on wives. Mine, mine just got uh, four more hours in the tattoo chair. How'd that go? Oh, she's hurting today. <laughs> so she got. So she got. Uh, they did the inside of the uh, elbow. So all that nice tender skin. They 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 spent a bunch of work on. So. Well, I want to give a shout out to all of our wives who give up their time with us to allow us to do things like this podcast to we ken and i work every evening almost during the week um so they they've given up a lot for us to be able to chase our dream uh and and be successful in the cigar industry so i want to give a shout out to my wife personally debbie thank you i love you so much and marianne you know thanks for supporting us as well and 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 giving ken the opportunity to do this i know i know uh you're not always thrilled about it. Neither is Debbie, but you guys do it. And Morgan for Jake, we we borrow him almost every Sunday and multiple times during the week. Um, and that's going to get easier now, though, with her. It is. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. She. So she actually, uh, I'm super proud of her. She tried. She thought she wanted to do something. She kept trying. And she's met some of the, honestly, some of those nitpicky people trying to become a dog groomer that I've ever met. And, uh, so she came home Friday in tears once again, and, uh, she made the decision to start working for me and doing content and, uh, helping with the marketing company. And so, uh, she actually took the initiative yesterday and we had a room that was used as our craft room. Cause so we have more house than we need. I'm not bragging. It's just, you know, we found a house in the school district that we wanted and it's, we just don't have tons of stuff we don't need tons of space and it just turned out that way so we had a room that was set up as the craft room for the kids that she modified yesterday and turned into her office to start tomorrow so i'm super proud of her for making the decision i'm super excited because now with cell phones and laptops we can go back to doing whatever we want to do without having to ask somebody's permission yep so, uh, you know what we may actually, and, and my wife smokes cigars. So, you know, maybe one of these Sundays now I can talk her into coming up here and, uh, you do a marketing podcast. We'll do a marketing, a Taurus cigar marketing podcast, and she can talk to you about content and smoke cigars. I think we should do that. Yeah. That sounds awesome. All right. Well, I think this is going to wrap it up for us, guys. I hope you enjoyed this content. And as always, you know, the drill, we get to this portion of the podcast. We're going to ask you a favor. If you like this content, if you like us, Give us a like, comment, or share on the YouTube podcast. It really helps us in the YouTube algorithms. They're already pushing us down because we're talking about tobacco. And now that we've added guns and knives to this, we're probably going to go to the fucking cesspool of the algorithm in the very bottom. So any likes, comments, or shares you guys have, we would really appreciate it. Help us combat the YouTube algorithm. Share anything you want to share. Did you like what you saw today? What do you guys carry every day? What's your everyday carry? Feel free. Share it below. If you have any ideas about future podcasts you want us to talk about, man show topics, by all means, let us know. DM us. Leave a comment on the podcast. Hit us up on social media. Send us an email. Send us a contact through the website. We want to hear it, guys. We appreciate you guys. We hope you have an awesome week, and we'll see you soon.